Today we're talking to Father Juan Pablo Romero, a priest with the Missionaries of the Sacred Heart. Father, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Shannon, for your invitation. Father, tell us a little bit about your order, Missionaries of the Sacred Heart. Uh, this order was um, founded in France for Father Julius Chevalier and two friends, Father Emile Maugenest and Charles Piperon. And it was interesting because in uh, the last December 8, we celebrate 164 years to be founded. The motto for our community is that the love of God be the, the heart of God be love everywhere. We have one interesting spirituality. We have known the love of God and we share this love. Love means that our mission extends to every action that the country re requires. I mean, education, health, pu public health, parishes, so retreats, different things. And how many uh, priests are in Missionaries of the Sacred Heart? Oh, around the world, just, mm, I think we're around 1,800 priests and brothers, because we have brothers also. And so you're a religious order priest, and that's different than a priest that's a, what's called a diocesan priest, where they might stay in one geographic area their entire career, whereas you, you're from Colombia, you could be sent anywhere in the world. Yes, I, like we call missionaries, but it, I, this is interesting. Nowadays, for example, here in the United States, you can find priests, diocesan priests from Ecuador, Colombia, uh, Africa, from different places that, I don't know, the diocese, they talk, the bishops, they talk each other, and they exchange the priests, so they're missionaries also. Obviously, with uh, in a religious community, this situation is more flexible, because we were ordained to be missionaries. Did you always want to be a missionary? Uh, tell us a little bit about how you decided to study to be a priest. When I was 19, I was, uh, I had different problems in my family. There were um, different situations and I felt empty, you know? And I felt that I needed something spiritual. So you were looking for something deeper, this hunger for God and your, your family, they weren't pressuring you. Right? No, they even didn't believe. They, they even didn't believe me when I said to them that I'm going to the seminary. My father was mad. My mother was surprised. My siblings laughed at me. Even my friends. And so, how long did it uh, take to go through the seminary? In my community, normally is um, the process is ten years. We mentioned earlier that there are two kind of priests: a religious order priest, which you are and a diocesan priest. What is the difference between a religious priest and a diocesan priest? I think there is no difference. There is no differences. I think sometimes people, they, in our society, we try to difference everything. But I think priest, priest is priest. The only uh, thing that I can say is that as religious, we have to do our vows, 
poverty, chastity, and obedience. Whereas a diocesan priest, they do not take a vow of poverty, right? No. They made a promise of celibacy. And so you as a religious priest, you took the extra, this vow of poverty. So, so let me get this straight now. When I take you to lunch, since you're poor, I'm, I'm f- helping the poor, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, are feeding, you are feeding the hungry, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's good to know. Because we, we see that um, in the Bible a lot, that God wants us to help the poor. Um, you know, we, we see throughout Scripture that God's heart is close to the poor. Why do you think that is? I think the poor, being poor, is the best opportunity to see that we, that we don't have the control of everything. When, when, when a human being, I cannot tell that everybody, but when a 90% of the human beings, they have money, they feel that they have power. They have power to buy everything, and they have the control. Being poor, and I think this is the way, uh, w- or this is the reason why God loves poor, is because they are humble, and they can see human beings in necessities. And because of that, they abandon their lives in the hand of God. Father, you were born in uh, Bogota, Colombia. And you spent uh, four or five years now in the United States as a missionary. So you've you've had time to see the Catholic Church in the United States. What is the difference between the Catholic Church in your home country, Colombia, and the U.S.? I think uh, Colombia is um, a Catholic country. Obviously, we have a lot of... uh, Protestant uh, churches also, but I think um, the Catholic Church is one of the biggest uh, professions of faith. Uh, I think the, 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 the difference between United States and Colombia in the Catholic Church is to, uh, has two things, two bases. One, that here in the United States, the Catholic, the, the Protestant Church are huge. The communities are big. You can see the Episcopalians. You can see the uh, Lutherans. You can see them. In Colombia, no. Uh, and the other thing is the, unfortunately, the scandals with the uh, sexual abuse uh, in Colombia. We haven't seen yet these scandals. So the priest is one person who has a lot of respect, people respect, and I tell you that the, the word of the priest is the word of God. Father, what would you say to a young man who's the age you were, 18, 19 years old, who's thinking about maybe a vocation to the priesthood? <laughs> I, I can tell to these people that is the best way to live our lives. One day, when I was in Brazil, one priest told me, continue the formation, don't leave. People, human beings, they suffer. We suffer as priests, but people suffer more. People need need us. And I tell you, being a priest is the best. I 
cannot think my life doing another different thing. There has to have been uh, some surprises along the way. In your time in the United States, um, tell us something that you, an experience you've seen, uh, had, or a situation you've noticed that uh, that was surprising coming coming from Colombia. That was one thing that I learned in Pennsylvania, East Coast in this country, traditional and conservative town, but they, every day, they went or they go to the bar to have one beer or two or three beers and they the bars are full between 4.30 and 6.30 p.m. every day because people go out from their job. They hang out with their friends, they drink a little bit and they go back home to have dinner. Okay, we're a little short on time and I, I heard you tell this story earlier before we started, and I, I wanted you to tell this story, probably one of the funniest situations I've heard in your time here. Um, you did a wedding early on when your English wasn't uh, as good as it is now, and you made a little mistake. Tell us about that. Okay, that was my first wedding in Pennsylvania. I was so um, nervous to celebrate it, and it was funny because... When I had to read, I didn't uh, check the pronunciation of the groom and bride. So I said, the groom and the bridge instead the bride. And all the time I said, the, the bridge, the bridge, the bridge. All through the wedding. All of the wedding. And in the offerings, the two fathers, they came with the wine and bread. And when I received the offerings, I said, oh, are you the parents, the fathers? And one of them, they said, yes, I am the bride's father. So I realized that it was the bride. The good thing is that was that the last time that I used the bride concept, that was the last time when I said it correctly. When I said the bride, people laugh. I, got, I, I, I celebrated marriage between a groom and a bridge. We've been talking to Father Juan Pablo Romero of the Missionaries of the Sacred Heart. If you'd like to learn more about his religious order, you can find them on the web at misacor-usa.org. That's M-I-S-A-C-O-R-USA.org. Father Juan Pablo, thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll come back in the future. I hope to, and thank you. Thank you for uh, the, the invitation. It is um, a good time and a challenging time to be here. May God bless you.